Get Up Nation. My name is Ben Biddick. I am the creator and host of the Get Up Nation podcast, where I serve individuals, organizations, and societies to develop and sustain resilience and perseverance. I'm the co-author of Get Up, The Art of Perseverance with former Major League Baseball player and CEO of Rurong Living, Adam Greenberg. The Get Up Nation podcast is brought to you in partnership with GotYour6Coffee.com, where Navy veteran Eric Hadley is committed to serving first responders, veterans, and their families through a variety of nonprofit organizations. No stranger to adversity, Eric has fused necessity of coffee with his passion for public service. You're already purchasing coffee. Why not empower your coffee with purpose? Why not purchase coffee that not only has your six, but also has the backs of those who don a uniform of service for our communities and great country? Learn more about Eric and his freshly roasted award-winning coffee at gotyoursixcoffee.com. Welcome to this episode of the Get Up Nation podcast. Recently, I had the honor and privilege of speaking with John LaRocchia. John has been a stand-up comedian for over 20 years. He was a New York City firefighter for 21 years, retiring in July of 2008. Over the years, John has branched out from stand-up comedy to producing, acting, writing, host of a radio show, and keynote speaker. I'm amped to have him on the Get Up Nation show. John, welcome. You are amped. I am amped then. It is a pleasure to be here. It's great to have you on the show. I've been looking forward to this, doing such great work, doing so many positive things. John, let's start with where you currently live and work. I currently live in Long Island, New York. (laughs) Long Island, we stay out here in Long Island, Nassau County. What am I doing for? I'm retired FDNY. Right now, full work, though, I produce comedy shows for anybody. I'm running the foundation, and we do shows just for the foundation. And then I teach nationally for uh, three organizations, Homeland Security, which is out of Louisiana State University, the National Center for Bioresearch and Training. It makes me sound pretty smart. That's why I like that one. (laughs) And then there's two, two other companies I teach. One of them focuses on teaching a metering device. In fact, I have one here, a metering device to first responders, bomb teams and stuff. And the other one, I'm, I'm teaching the same device to customs and border protection. Wow. Excellent. Excellent. So I was going to ask you, you worked as a first responder for, for you know, decades of service. It takes, you know, a significant amount of resilience to be able to face those challenges consistently over time. Tell us what led to your career in service. Well, you make it sound like I'm a hero. Okay. <laughs> but here's what led to my career. We have somebody who is not too brave afraid of heights and not too good with smoke. All right. So let's start there. All right. right. And didn't know, had an accounting degree and didn't know what he wanted to do with his life. So somebody said, Hey, you're physical. You like helping people become a fireman. And I go, are you out of your mind? (laughs) But as it as approached, I said, you know what, what a challenge, right? Let me see if I could take the test. And let me see if I could pass the physical test. So I started working out, doing my things, running up and down hills, weighted vests. I was always an athlete. And as you can tell by looking at me, very good shape, right? So that's what I love about Zoom. You can't see the belly. So I started working out for the test. And as I was working out for the test, I'd see a fire truck. I'd go, hey, guys, how's the job? You know, just kind of, you like the job? And just about 99% of the guys would always respond. I love it. Not like it, love it. So that kept going in the back of my head. I'm afraid of heights. I'm not really too brave. These guys don't love it. I don't know. So I passed the physical test, right? So then I go, oh, God, that was fun. Then they call me for the psychological. I passed that. 
And now it's a matter of going through the academy. And I'm like, oh, my God, am I going to do this? Ah, you know what? Let me go through the academy. I could always drop out. Well, you know, 21 years on the job. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. And, yeah. and while you're on the job, not only are you doing amazing things for your community, but you followed another passion, a passion for comedy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was always funny at parties, you know, <laughs> telling a joke, making people laugh. And, and I always walked away from that going, oh, you know what? That's easy for you. You know, the kind of personality that I have, it's like somebody who fixes a car, you know, open up a shop. You're really good at it. And I said, I got to do more than this. Stop. Stop being a wuss. So I took a class. And my final was at the world famous Dangerfields, which I found out the other day is closing in Manhattan. I started doing stand up in all these D and C rooms, biker bars. You know, I I get on, a, you know, I walked into one biker bar and I'm like to the guy, where's the stage? And he takes out like a case of beer and he goes, stand on air and shut up. <laughs> so, that was scary stuff, you know? And that's why people say, oh, boy. You get on stage, man. That's you got to be brave to do that. I go, man. You never been at a kitchen table at a firehouse. Because I, yeah, they they're gonna give I, you a heckled. <laughs> yeah, heckled. There's nothing. There's no heckler at a comedy club that has ever heckled me like I got heckled in the firehouse. Those oh, that's great. That's Good great. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're gonna get into laughter saves lives here real quick, but I want to get into the the basics of what started it. We're coming up on the anniversary of a very significant day in our our history. Some really amazing, honorable men and women sacrificed everything for us to try to to save lives and help us in a time of need. Some of them, your very close friends. So let's talk about 9-11 and how you kept hearing people say, never forget, but you wanted to do more than that. You took action to help transform suffering into something people could heal from. Tell me about the process well, you went through. Yeah, I think, I think it's, it's part of my personality that there's that fear there. There's that unknown. And I always combated that with humor. Mm-hmm. So going back to what I remember, my, my grandmother dying and, and her coming, my grandfather coming back on the bus by himself. Mm-hmm. And my whole family was in tears. And I was looking around like, you know, how can I help the situation? If, if, am I going to be just another one crying? Or can I can I lift them up a little bit with levity? So I think it started early in my life. When I get on the job, man, the guys in a firehouse, there's no funnier place to be, you know. And I'm talking about stuff you can repeat, stuff you can't repeat. You know what the deal is. But all you had to do is show a little weakness and bada bing, bada bing, bada bing, right? I had one guy in the firehouse who had a little little shakes. You know, we made peas one night and he's eating the peas and they're kind of falling off the and he said, you know what, guys, stop making peas. I can't, you know, what do you think we had the next time for dinner? Not anything but a big bowl of peas we put on the table. No meat, no potatoes, just peas, right? So you don't show your weakness. I transferred to the Hazmat unit in 87 and met some great guys there, trained me well and all of that. And then on 9-11, we lost a third of the firehouse. We lost 19 guys between Hazmat 1 and Squad 288. Guys that you partied with and played softball with and Christmas parties and and how do you how do you recover from that? You know, you go to work the next day and a third of the people you work with, I mean, I guess only the military can understand this concept if you were in a unit that had a bad day, you know. You don't recover from that. You really you never do. But how are you going to use it and move forward? Yep. So at one point, I think it was a few months later, 
we laughed in the firehouse about something. Yeah. And the first thing he felt was like, oh, my God, I, I shouldn't be doing that. You know, and then the next feeling was that felt great. Right. The first, you know, to laugh again. Yeah. And over the next few weeks, I said, wow, what a great way to remember them through yeah. laughter. Because that's what they would want. That's what I would have wanted. I was I was on that list to work that day. My name is crossed out. I got the thing on the board over there. I should have taken off the writing list. And I look at it from time to time because when I'm having a tough day, I go, hey, they went from the lobby to the 45th floor. Wow. You can do this. Wow. So we remember them through laughter. We do free comedy shows at the veterans hospitals in memory of my guys. Nice. We raise money for so many different charities. We've raised money in memory of my guys and for laughter saves lives. And what I do with the money in laughter saves lives is I do the free shows. We support the free shows because I bring fruit to the veterans. They like the fruit more than the show, whatever they want. I give them, you know, they fall asleep. They can do whatever they want. And then we use the money to try to find organizations, but also individuals who are struggling due to a tragedy who are not in the spotlight. It's not something that was on the news and the money's rolling in. Yeah. Can I give you one or two one or two cases where we did this? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We had a, a gentleman in, I think it was Boston University, a firefighter on campus who at night was going home, coming up to the top of a hill. Student hit him head on. They were both going pretty fast. Dell, his name was Dell, went through the windshield, was actually, from what I understand, mangled in with the engine of some way. They actually had to cut him out and they had to take skin from his leg on his arm. And we visited Dell in the hospital. We we're going to do a show. They, the, uh, the guys from his volley company, he's also a volley. Let's do a show, raise money for Dell. So I said, I'm in. We're on the way up. Tell me where to go. So we stopped by the hospital. This guy's with his arm up, his legs are up. I think they said 70% of the bones in his body were broken. I mean, he was a mess. Wow. And he knew why we were doing the show. It was in memory of my guys to help him. So when I walk in the room, I said, hey, Dell, John LaRocchia left to save lives. And he says, yeah, I know who you are. And he almost started to cry. And he looked at me and he said, if we raise a lot of money, where can I give some of the extra money? And this is a, a fireman, military guy, cops mentality. He's in bed. His arms are up. His legs are up. Broken bones, right? Where? Who else can I help? Wow. And I looked at him, and very, very New Yorkish. I looked at him and I said, "Hey, stupid! You're not giving any money to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Buy something for your wife. Buy it. You ain't giving any money." And he started laughing. Well, we we went on to do the show that night, and we had the show streamed to his hospital bed. Nice. So we were able all night to call out at him, give him a few shots. You know, he loved it. He loved it. So that was one of our first fundraisers for an individual. And then another one that, that really hits home. Well, we had we had Tommy Lukowski from Jersey. Uh -huh. A young kid was a firefighter from 14 on. Wow. He had a bone cancer, some ridiculous amount of surgeries, this poor okay. kid. And we do a show for him. And we raised a few thousand dollars and I gave the money to him. And his mother came up to me at the end of the show and she looked at me and she said, John, we haven't all been together with all his coworkers and laughed together since Tommy got sick. Thank you. And, and to me, I went, we're doing it in memory of my guys. We if we didn't raise a dime for that kid that night, guess what? We did it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. right. So Tommy had passed away a few years later. And at his wake were pictures of the comedy show. 
Awesome. I mean, unbelievable. Unbelievable. I'll give you one more if you don't mind. Can I give you one more? Absolutely. A firefighter outside of Dallas, a buddy of mine lives out there, retired NYPD. He's also a comic and he does a lot of work for veterans and stuff. I'll introduce you to him. You want to meet, if Butch hasn't mentioned him, John Salerno, a wonderful guy. So I said, John, we're coming out. Let's do a show for somebody. So he goes, I got this firefighter I found outside of Dallas, small department, was electrocuted five years ago with his hook behind the uh, dryer. He thought that the electricity was off. Hit the wire, blew him back against the wall, broke every broke his back, but every muscle in his body contorted. So for five years, he hasn't been able to work. Physical therapy, two young kids, whatever. Let's do the show for him. Raised a few thousand bucks, gave it to him. His family was there, all his guys. We left, and he came up to me and thanked me or whatever. A few weeks later, or months later, it might have been, I sent him a message. I said, listen, I'm going to pay another one of your car payments. Or what do you think of that? You know, and he responded. It was one of the most powerful emails since I started the foundation. It was so simple. He said to me, John, I can't like, I cry when I think of it. John, you don't know how much I needed this today. And then he closed with, you're making a difference. Nice. And I said, we're doing it. Yeah. We're, you know, we're doing it. We're making a difference in some small way in memory of my guys, because I don't know how to carry on. When I, why shouldn't they be? Why am I here and why are they not? Right. They should be here. 45 kids in my firehouse lost a father. Yeah. So I don't look at it as, well, I'm here for a reason because they shouldn't be here, right? Yeah. But I look at it this way. You better do something good because right. when you get up there, and I hope I'm going up there, they're going to kick your ass. <laughs> be like, man, it's, it's okay. We did our job. You would have did the same thing. Yeah. but. You didn't just go gambling and go fishing. That's you right. You bastard. You did right. So right. I got to do something good. It's yeah. therapeutic for me. You know, absolutely. absolutely. The laughter saves lives. Comedy tour produces high quality comedy shows for any and all types of organizations. Each show yes. is dedicated to the memory of a first responder lost on September 11, 2001, so that we may never forget his or her sacrifice. The foundation is funded through sponsorships, donations from a portion of the show proceeds produced by the comedy tour. In addition, donations are also made to fire, police, and military-related charities in honor of their service to, yes. to it's a great tagline, but it's also 100% true. Laughter saves lives. And you, you articulated that so beautifully. You know, that moment Thank when you. we have that, that heavy weight of tragedy on our shoulders, carrying that weight, and we forget what laughing's about. We, we don't feel like we have permission to do it, you know, and just being overwhelmed by some of the most serious things that happen to us. And then to have that light of dawn break within us and to really realize, you know, the pleasure of laughter, the relief of laughter, truly it is something that saves lives. And for you to do that in honor of, of heroes, that is a beautiful thing. And so anybody out there that wants to learn more, you know, they need to, they need to learn more about your organization. Where can they find that information? Very simple. LaughterSavesLives.org. There's a donate button right on there. Our next project, we're buying nice boots for homeless veterans, for veterans. They're working with an organization called General Needs LTD, all in memory of my guys that were lost on 9-11 and because of 9-11 that still continue to be lost. Amazing, amazing. So in these stressful times where we're sometimes we're forgetting about how important it is to laugh or we're feeling like we shouldn't, how important is it for us to not only laugh, but but to experience that cohesion and that banding together that happens when we do that? Yeah, we're doing stuff online, which is difficult for comics. 
But, you know, again, my guys went up from the lobby of that building up to the 45th floor. So I, I have a lot of comics who are friends. And I said, guys, I need you here. I need you to, to work with my organizations and try to do some stuff and make people laugh. We got COVID. We got politics. You know, people are stressed out there. They yeah. need to laugh. If you look at my Facebook page over the course of the last few weeks, the videos on the Facebook page, they're ridiculous. <laughs> they're stupid. They make me smile. People know when they look at my Facebook page, you're not going to see politics. You're not going to see COVID stuff. You're going to see some idiot trying to make you laugh. And that's that's basically what I am. I'm, I'm just a, a dad, a grandpa, and, and a fireman, and basically just an idiot. You know what I mean? <laughs> trying to make people laugh a little bit. And that's why I think God put me here, because I'm not good at anything else, to be honest. So I, I better be good at that. It's a lot of fun. I mean, we just we have a show coming up. Uh, no, it's not coming up. It's online. It's online. We, we recorded it. You could go to laughtosavelives.org. There's a flyer. Click, buy a ticket. It's $21 online. 15 will go to the organization you choose. We have a list of military, fire, police organizations. Pick the one you like, nice. and $15 will go there. The other six is going towards producing the show. Nice. Excellent. And I saw on the website there's a weekly show. Is it every Tuesday evening? Oh, that's that's another thing. Every Tuesday night, we have Laughter Saves Live. Live! And what we do is we have on a co-host who's sometimes a comic, sometimes, you know, recently, three times I had on the daughter of a guy that was lost on 9-11. One of my brother's daughters. How, how fun is that? How full circle is that to be on the show and she's making me laugh, I'm making her laugh. And, and I know her dad is looking down going, you know, thank you. And, and this is awesome. So that's the, and to watch the wives and the children in the audiences of shows laughing. How do you think that makes me feel? Right. That's, that's unbelievable. So we do that every Tuesday and we have on a guest like yourself. In fact, I was going to ask you, you know, Butch said, Hey, listen, if he's good, have him on your show. And I'm going to tell bitch, Butch, I'm going to say, Butch, listen, Eh, but we'll still have them on. So <laughs> we, we would love to have you on. We, we would love to have you on. And then we close with a comic. We have a comic come on and just do some funny. Nice. You know, so we have somebody on representing an organization, military. We talk about the organization, get their information out. And then we have a comic close the show with some funny. Nice. Excellent. Yeah, Excellent. And then there's opportunity there for sponsors too. Sponsors can go to laughtersavelives.org, right? So will you tell us who your sponsors are and how interested sponsors can get on board? Oh, thank you very much. Yes. You know, through all these charities out there through the COVID, we've been laying out money. We've been doing over in New York, 2,000 of them, and we distributed them to some hospitals. Family services had none in one of the hospitals out here, we gave it to them. So that was really cool. We raised $11,000 on a Zoomathon. And a Zoomathon, I was on the air for five hours. This face for five hours. People were like, all right, I'll donate if I could shut it off. <laughs> so we had five hours of that. We have MCN Duck Cleaning is, is a big sponsor for us in Long Island. Life Back. Barishan McGeary, who is a lawyer who's donated to so many of 9-11 related charities and has represented us with the Zagoda bill. He represented me. I had a little cancer over here. I had a little lump. They removed it. Everything was everything is fine. That was an interesting experience, getting, getting that lump removed. 
because yeah. I, I was under anesthesia. I want to go under anesthesia. Have you ever been under anesthesia? Yeah, yeah. You know what? You look like you're under anesthesia right now, in fact. You look like you're <laughs> I go to go out, and I hear a voice going, oh, I'm going to give you the anesthesia. And I hear another voice say, I already gave it to him. I thought I got anesthesia twice. I was going to sleep for a month. It was crazy. Yeah, we need sponsors just like all these other organizations. So, And you'll have fun with us, sponsors. Oh, you'll yeah. have so much fun. You'll be invited to shows for free. Just <laughs> kick out a few thousand bucks. <laughs> so I don't remember the amount of sneakers we bought, but we went with that organization last Wednesday. Veterans lined up in their cars, some of them crappy cars, some of them not dressed too well. Some of them you could see were injured when they were in the military. And we gave them sneakers, nice. T-shirt, a hat. And they looked at us as I'm handing them through the window and said, hey, hey, thank you. And I go, thank you? Thank you? you kidding me? You should be getting sneakers for the rest of your life. We shouldn't have to be doing this. But to see the look in their face thanking me and be able to look somebody right in the face, handing them a pair of sneakers and going, hey, thank you. So that's the kind of stuff that we do with the sponsorship money. Amazing. Amazing. This is outstanding. Get Up Nation is about positive people who are committed to being resilient and creating legacies of positive change and, and positive impact. And that is everything you're doing every day. I'm so honored you come on the show. People in my network here are dealing with all sorts of challenges, financial challenge, psychological challenges, physical challenges, basically any form of adversity that we can think of. That's what Get Up Nation is working to encourage, shore up, support, just like lift people up when life knocks us down, no matter what adversity they're facing. What message do you have to Get Up Nation today as any listeners out there may be grappling with some difficult challenges? What message do you have from them? You know, we've all been down and we all need to reach out to the brothers and sisters out there. You know, we had a suicide after 9-11 in our firehouse a year later, and we were all devastated and because we didn't, we didn't see it coming. But, you know, when, I'm a talker. I'm, I share my feelings. You need, to, you need to reach out to people. There are so many people out there now who you can talk to. If you're down, you're having a bad day, whatever, call somebody. Call a friend or call one of these organizations if you want to be anonymous. Just, yeah, just, you're not alone. You're not alone. It's, it's you know, you're just not alone out there. And, and, you know, what I would like to do with you, Ben, is, is I'd like to work with you and do one of our shows online free to your, your followers who maybe need a laugh or whatever. We'll put something together. Uh, we, you won't be on the show. You don't seem kind of funny, but I'll have some really top-notch comments. <laughs> That's not right. Guy invites me on the show, and I'm uh, you know, let's go. let's go to some of the callers. Do we have callers? Uh, I don't have callers today, no. We don't have callers? I was told we don't have callers. Hold on. Let me, I'll have my wife call me on my phone. Honey, give me a call down here. You know, Ben, I was down here. I was down here for a month quarantine. Did I tell you that? No, I didn't know. I was down my I don't I was down my basement for a month quarantine, and then I realized weeks later my wife said go to the refrigerator down there and get a tangerine, and I thought she said quarantine. She's a nurse. So for a month after a month, I knocked on the door. I said, hey, "What am I doing down here?" She said, "Cause you're an idiot." I said, that's not right. But you know what? All we need, all we need, she gave me chicken cutlets every other day. She'd open the door, throw some cutlets on the steps. Truly, is that all we need is, guys, a good chicken cutlet every other day, right? Pretty much, I mean, yeah. <laughs> they gave me some soup. Some days, soup, they just put it on the steps, not in a bowl. It rolled down <laughs> like a slinky. Rolled down like a slinky, Ben. But it was good. I lapped it up. It was enjoyable. 
for a month. Got a refrigerator delivered. Refrigerator delivered in the middle of COVID. Curbside service. Do you know what that means? Curbside service? I thought it meant go to the store and stand on the curb and order it. No, it means they leave it on the curb. They won't come into your house. I had to get an extension cord. I had it out of my driveway for a month. I couldn't lift it. It was too heavy. Joggers were going by, filling their cups. You know, they were really happy filling it. Grabbing some orange juice, the tangerine out of there. So that's, that's what I went through during COVID. Well, I'm glad you're off quarantine then and uh, yes. getting yes. some fresh food. Yeah. I am used to this basement, though. I am used to this basement. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I was in the show with six questions. Help my listeners understand the why within my phenomenal guests. Will you run through these six quick questions with me? Absolutely. All right. Who are you thankful for today? <laughs> You know, honestly, I'm being honest. You know, I know I was kidding around. I'm thankful for you, my brother, for putting me on this show and, and getting the word out for what I do. Thank you so much. It's me. It's my honor to do so. I'm thankful for you being here today, too. Now that we've covered who you're thankful for today, what are you thankful for today? What am I thankful for today? I'm thankful that I'm able to be healthy enough to do what I'm doing in memory of my guys and, and, and the guys who still remain to get sick guys that I knew very well, very well. So I'm very lucky to be able to do what I do. How do you fuel the fire within you? Chicken cutlets. <laughs> Breaded. <laughs> chicken palm especially. Chicken palm. Look at me. I get excited. Did you see my whole facial expression change? Chicken palm. It changes. With chicken palm. There's a sparkle in your eye there, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Good chicken well, palm. <laughs> what's one thing that adversity taught you to value? Laughter. Yeah, yeah. And what are you Left. doing today? Yeah. And what are you doing today? You may have never what am I doing what? what am I doing today that I never thought I could? Yeah. Well, that's an interesting question. I guess I would say my best friend right now is my four-year-old grandson. So being a grandpa, my brothers, some of them never got to see their kids get married, never got to see their grandchildren. And trust me, I suck it up, man. I I appreciate it. So that's my best friend. That's my his, you know what his name is? Vincent Frank Bacigalup Scungia Larocchia. Nice. Oh, that's epic. And he says, the teachers at school are going, no, that's not your name. Don't listen to your grandpa. <laughs> Try spelling that on the back of a uniform. <laughs> yeah. You're going to need a long name tape. Oh, yeah. You got to go around twice. <laughs> <laughs> and then what do you do tomorrow that you may have never thought you could? Oh, Tomorrow. Let me let me take that as moving forward in the future. I think what we're doing with with the laughter and the foundation in in the height of COVID and getting people to laugh is a challenge, and I think we're 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 doing it. Yeah, yeah, you're doing amazing work. And I want to tell you too. I'm going to send you a gift. Thanks for being a guest on the show here. I'm going to send you uh, Eric Hadley. Chicken cutlet. Chicken cutlet. <laughs> no. Chicken cutlets. I want to send you some Got Your Six Coffee, a veteran-owned coffee company. Eric Hadley is a CEO, Navy veteran. He makes Got Your Six Coffee. He supports a lot of nonprofits, veteran and first responder friendly organizations. So I'm sure that he will want to meet you. I would love to connect you with him. I'll be sending you some of the coffee that he makes. Please enjoy that. And I want to make sure that the people out there who have enjoyed this immensely, how can they learn more about you and your amazing work? Go to laughtersavelives.org. Go on YouTube if you want to laugh. Look up some of the videos, some of our old shows, and just enjoy them. Uh, If you're laughing in memory of my guys, it makes me happy.